Hi everyone, welcome back. Today we have Frankie, who's going to have a, a chat with us. Say hi Frankie. Hi. And this time, look, see, no laugh afterwards. I'm trying not to laugh afterwards. Right. Right. I'm holding it in now, my face is going blue. But I will not laugh. No, I will probably laugh. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> I want to want to get to know you a little bit first so tell us your background I know you're 20 mm -hmm. tell me where you work where you study give us a little bit of a background right it's a bit of a spiel but um I have two different jobs my main one and the one that I enjoy the most is at an Aboriginal art gallery in Darlinghurst um, and then I also work at my uncle's landscape place doing admin invoicing that kind of a thing um, and meantime, I'm three out of four years through my double degree at UTS. I study communications, so advertising and creative intelligence and innovation. Creative intelligence and innovation. Yes. yes. Very interesting title. Um, yes. So two jobs and you're studying. Yes. Okay. And then kind of another job at my old high school when they want me back as well. <laughs> yeah. So you must be pretty busy. Yeah, I like to be busy. Yeah, mm. yeah, well, that's good. Mm. Do you have time to have fun? Yeah. And you have fun all the time? All the time. Good. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's my only aim yeah. for all millennials, so, so everybody knows. Um, tell me about the art gallery. Mm. Tell me what you love about it. So I don't really want to go into art. Um, uh -huh. or curating in any sense but uh -huh. why I work there is to help out community so we work in the APY lands so Ananu, Pichinjara, Yakunjara lands um, so that's South Australia and a tiny bit of the Northern Territory All right. we collect from 11 different art centres so they're based in community and they provide non-government income to artists um, we're a not-for-profit so it means that 80% of our commission goes straight to the artist and that's we only keep great. 20% um, so it's all about helping, your, sorry. I was, sorry, I was yeah. going to say, who's your customers? Um, who's buying the art? People who want to be ethical in the way that they buy art. So we've been kind of shouted out on NITV and NBC okay. News and things like that as the, one of the really only ethical ways to know that your the money that you're giving is going to the right person. Ah, um, nice. Yeah, well, because there's good. a lot of, yeah. um, kind of a term of carpet bagging so where artists um are either kind of manipulated and it can be really forcefully like it's been where people have been held until they painted a certain number of paintings oh and God. then released yeah um because it is such a lucrative market i, I do that a little bit to my husband i've got to admit <laughs> i have i have been the elite saying you will do 10 paintings before we leave so yeah but yeah <laughs> in all seriousness yeah. that's not good no um but and what so on the art side, I mean, mm. there's some amazing art. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely amazing art. I've met, to know that the money's going back to the artists, wow. That, exactly. Yeah, as it should do. Yeah. Which and is amazing. We have a space, we have a studio in Adelaide as well. So it's a gallery okay. and studio. So artists oh, wow. who are off country because they're doing dialysis or cancer treatment, they're able to still paint, earn income, and like have a bit of a community sense while they're out in the big city. Great. Um, yeah. And so tell me what area you want to get involved in then when you leave mm. your degree, when you finish your degree. So it's not really kind of set in stone, anything doing any kind of advocacy work, mm. whether it be in community or in Sydney or wherever I'm kind of 
needed Mm -hmm. um just to make an impact is the important part of what i want to do when i leave uni yeah Um, yeah so and to make an impact you can make an impact in lots of ways Mm. because a lot of people want to make an impact and sometimes they 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 sort of don't go down that path because they're not sure they can make a big enough impact yeah so the trick is to to know you're making an impact every day if you've got the right intentions anyhow and the big impact will come later exactly as long as you make it yeah yeah absolutely yeah and you were saying before that you're um you sort of opportunities you know opportunities will come and you'll just follow that path absolutely yeah so i think if i try and force the way that i want to go i will miss out on different things so i have a good network who Mm. knows that i'm there yeah knows the skills that i have and things kind of land at my doorstep and take me in different directions depending on what's needed. That's pretty amazing at 20 years of age. <laughs> to have. That's great though. Yeah. But that's a great attitude that like the, I think, I, you know, I think more of us need to have that attitude. I need to have that attitude a bit more. <laughs> I think it's very good to sort of believe that things will come your way. Mm. Do, you know, you've done the right thing. That's why you've built that network. You've got integrity, obviously, and you obviously a good worker. Otherwise, yeah. you yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and then you're just going to let the jobs come to you. How did this one come to you? I was on Instagram and I found that they were advertising for a gallery coordinator position and I hadn't even thought that I could do something for community while in Sydney. I emailed them and they said they needed casual staff. So I got the job pretty much straight away. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so they were advertising on Instagram. Mm. Jobs, jobs on Instagram, people. (laughs) It's not, not just seek anymore, right? (laughs) <laughs> talk to me about um tell me a little bit about you and about your personality right so i would consider myself an introvert um in the sense that the energy that i get is from being by myself not with other people mm-hmm. um, a lot of other people drain me um, yeah yeah so that would be why i would consider myself an introvert i'm also a bit of a perfectionist a little bit neurotic in the sense that I'm very detailed focused, yeah. um, which is like something like that can be good, but can also be yeah. a detriment to my life. But, um, it's, but it's good. Like we all have, st- if you're, if you're good at detail, that's a strength. Yeah. Like, you know, your strengths. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say I'm not good at detail. I can be, mm-hmm. but also I'm smart enough to know if I need if I need someone with detail, I'm going to come get you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, knowing what you're really good at, but don't, you don't have to see it as, um, as not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause that's yeah. what I was sensing. Yeah. Cause it's very cool in, in some sense. Like there's a lot of very, very talented people that have to be detailed, mm. have to be really good at it. Mm. So you, it's a, it's an, anything like that is, can be an asset. Yeah. Just when it goes too far that, like, if I start a new job, I'll yes. have stress dreams about silly <laughs> things. Like, I've started this new job at my uncle's landscape firm and I'm yeah. doing invoicing and I have dreams about emails and getting the numbers wrong and that kind of a thing. <laughs> so it's to a level where yeah. it's almost, like, slight anxiety around the details that... Well, you need to cut that out. <laughs> you need to order some Chris Hemsworth dreams or something instead, right? You just got to ask yeah. for what you want to dream about. That's what I do. <laughs> So tonight, can we dream about this, please? <laughs> Not any invoices. <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, I'm going on a trip to India as part of my second degree in okay. January next year. Great. And, um, Whereabouts? It's to a supposedly utopian community called Oroville. Okay. Um, so we're flying into Chennai, and it's about a three-hour drive from there. Um, but it's going to be a week of a lot of kind of spiritual stuff, a lot of free-flowing things changing at the last minute. And I'm really excited for that because I'm not the best at things changing at the last minute. Um, so <laughs> well, India's gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. India's going to shake you up. Yeah, it's it's um yeah. Hey, I like change and I like color and I like noise and I'm mm. an extrovert. And India, wow, yeah, Sh- shocked me. Yeah, shocked me. And um, but the thing with India is is the beauty and the poverty is is you know bizarre in a way like mm. you sort of every sense you have in your body is gonna go well it's gonna explode yeah. which is really exciting yeah definitely yeah and i've been to morocco and vietnam before and i feel yeah. like india is a whole nother step up but yeah well, i enjoyed you... those experiences taking yeah. me out of my comfort zone and yeah know, yeah and you like being taken out of your comfort zone i do i think it's a really good thing because you know grew up in a bubble and I can very easily live in my own little North Shore bubble where everything goes my way and I'm the only person who exists in the world. But to kind of pull I've never out, had one of those bubbles. That must be good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good in some ways, but also very boring. And Yes, yeah. that's a good yeah. point. India's, India sounds amazing. Mm. Um, so what, what part of your degree is that for? So oh. that's the creative intelligence and innovation part. So... It's about, it's a purposeful global community. So it was started as part of the UN and the government coming together and being like, we want to find out a new model of living where there's no religion, but there is definitely a spirituality. Uh And where if you are an Aurevillian, as they call themselves, you're a member of the community, you have a standard base level of income. You don't pay for anything. The community kind of contributes to itself. It's all about sustainability. Oh. Sounds a little bit like a cult, and that's one of the big criticisms <laughs> of the community, but that's kind of why it's exciting to go there and be like, what is this? Can it work on a global scale? Is it too cultish? Like, Well, also, yeah. I mean, at first, when you first think about it, it sounds great that everyone's mm. – well, sounds also a bit um, – a bit socialist and yeah but, yeah but but on the other side it's like is there freedom mm. and how are you allowed to be different yeah that they are the because they're some of the key things that we live by is the freedom i think mm. so that will be interesting but it's always good to go and see another culture yeah. and, and see it'll you know things that you think that you really know and believe when that's tested, that's always exciting. That's I what think. I'm really excited for. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm. Let's talk about um, you survive in this um, world where everybody has to be beautiful, everybody has to be thin, everybody has to be doing something. Mm. Like, I mean, the good thing is what what you want to do, sort of meets the criteria of whatever young people are supposed to be doing mm. like <laughs> there is this whole thing it seems to me that nobody's almost allowed to be ordinary yeah like I you know I was talking to Caitlin in a previous podcast 
And when you think about it, we all do just have ordinary jobs. We are mm. just ordinary people. But we, for your generation, it's you, it's got to be better than that. It yeah. can't seem to be ordinary. Is that how you feel? Yeah, and I think a lot of people, especially in my second degree, have a very big fear of a nine-to-five desk job. And not necessarily myself, but I hear it a lot that I think we look to maybe our parents and we see them struggling with the monotony of the day-to-day um and the monotony or or is it more that that you have to go and do it yeah and the kind of bureaucracy behind it as well of just being like a cog in a machine Mm -hmm. um yeah and want to kind of break that mold i guess i'm glad someone wants to break it unfortunately I can't see it happening, mm. but you've got to you've got to have that attitude. You've got to you've got to think that you can, but also, also it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, like people think it's bad, but really, you rock up nine to five. Say someone pays you to be there, mm. which is always good. They give you opportunities. They give you superannuation. They give you leave if you're sick. They mm. give you some holiday leave they pay you to take holidays <laughs> yeah you know yeah it's th- that part of it's not bad and you meet friends there and you have good times and absolutely you hit b- bureaucracy and a lot of things are annoying and all the rest of it mm. but but you're getting paid to do it as well you know i think sometimes we're we're all looking for something that's more suited to us yet yeah. we want to be paid for it as well mm. And, and that's that's the the issue is the being paid for it mm. right because you can have whatever you want if you're not getting paid for it but if you're getting paid for it someone has to be making some money somewhere yeah you know and it can't just if it comes just from the government or where's the money going to come from so in this um, place in India where does the money come from it is government funded it's government funded yeah, yeah. right so but that government money comes from somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think with um, with millennials, there's a lot of people who sort of almost, well, they're anti, anti anything that's gone before them in a way. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm. Which, which is great, right? Because you're looking to do things better and you're looking to change it up and all the rest of it. But you can't be anti money if you want to earn it. Like you yeah. can't be anti banks, you can't be anti corporates, mm. you can't be anti anything like that if you want to actually make money yourself. Because mm. how are you going to make money? You... Yeah. <laughs> how do businesses make money? They sell products or they sell services, and someone buys them mm. and gives them money, and therefore they can pay their staff. Mm. So sometimes it's very much a catch twenty two, isn't it? You don't, you know really want to be in that space yeah and I think if I end up in an environment like that what would bother me more is whether I can look at myself in the mirror and be proud of what I'm doing um why because I want to know that I'm making an impact on others like I was born into a lot of privilege and I was given a really amazing education Mm -hmm. what can I use that for? I want to use it for others. But how did that money come about? 
well, like, I understand that, mm. but in a sense, how can I use that frame to help others? Like, how can I... And you can, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you're in a much better position to be able to do that from mm. if you have been able to be provided all that. Mm. So then you want to sort of give back. Absolutely. Which is great. Yeah. Whereas there's other people who haven't been able to get anything yet to give back or, mm. you know, mm. something like that. But I think um, what I would say is also don't look at it as it's as it's that bad because a lot of it is providing services that people need. Banking right. is a service people need. Law- lawyers provide services yeah. people need. Yeah. All, the, all the people that we sort of look down <laughs> on in a way um are still providing services that that people need and that's why they're they're sort of willing Mm. to pay for it Mm. and then it can make money it's it's about you know not being so hard on yourself because i think you know for me i'm a marketer so sometimes i'm marketing a product you know over the years i was in finance for a while and i was like this is all just about idiots who just want to make more money yeah you know, they just want to make money and that's all they care about. And it didn't really sit with my values. So then I went into marketing education because, mm. but mind you, they're, they're making a lot more money necessarily than, than some of the finance mm. people. But having said that, it was adding value to people's yeah. lives. I yeah. actually absolutely believed it changes people's lives. And then I found it, that that was good enough for me. And that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to know that what you're working on is adding value and changing people's Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which is great. And I think if you have that in you, you're just going to do that anyhow. Mm. Uh, so I think that's my message is sometimes you think that um, just because I'm in that finance job in a way doesn't mean I can't change people's lives. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not changing necessarily the traders' lives or mm. the people doing mm. that, but people in my team. Yeah. Or someone you know. I remember hiring an older person and, and she was, you know, in her sixties or something and, and didn't didn't have a good way of earning any money. I brought her in to give some temporary work. So you can right. there's always yeah. different ways that you can actually help people. Mm. Even if even when if you find yourself in a corporate or something where yeah. you don't necessarily think you can add value. Mm. You can still add value. Mm. Give me a little bit more information about um what yourself as um as a young woman mm. in today's society tell me how you're finding that because it's very interesting time to be a 20 year old woman mm. i think mm. um in, in some ways it's great in some ways it's horrendous mm. uh, i think we've gone forward and backwards yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'd agree yeah <laughs> T- tell me from your point of view what what you find easy, what you find hard, what challenges you find as being a, a 20 year old woman? Mm. Um, we start with the good stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, growing up the way that I did and going to a girls school and being told you can do anything you want to do um, and having the kind of opportunities to do anything I want to do. Because talking to my mum, she said, if you grew up and she grew up, Western suburbs, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And she said that she felt that her opportunities were to become a teacher 
um, a secretary or a nurse. That was it. <laughs> like that. That was the, the three things that you could do. Yeah. Um, Mine was similar. I was told I could become a nurse or work in a bank. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but to grow up in like a society and a family where I know that I can do anything I want to do, I'm just the same as any male out there Mm -hmm. um i think that's a really empowering thing that's because me and your mum changed the world exactly (laughs) exactly and to be riding on the coattails of that is a beautiful thing um yeah that's the big success that you that you guys can do that right yeah but in a way it's sort of in a way i think it makes it harder for some people Mm. because then you have a massive choice yeah oh that's another part entirely but i think (laughs) i think it's better to have that choice and to try everything than to only be told well only to believe that you can do three things yeah yeah of course Um, yeah yeah Yeah. so that's the good side yeah tell me the bad side um i think the bad side is (sighs) i'm reluctant to say social media because social media has provided me with a lot yeah um yeah but I think expectations that I got from social media, yes, especially body wise. Um, I'm a plus size girl. I'm a curvy yeah. girl. I'm a fat girl. Whatever you want to call me. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm, I'm the same. Yes, we're voluptuous. Yes, there you go. We're whatever, whatever word it sexy. is. Sexy. Yeah. You can use those words as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But bigger, bigger girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have. Pretty much only like skinny friends who mm. are very genetically blessed to be able to eat whatever they want and yeah. stay the size skinny that they are. Skinny bitches. Yeah. And I, I love them. I love them. I love of them. Course, I love them. Of course. But it was <laughs> difficult to grow up and only see that. Of course. Um, and I think that I did and I still do have a lot of self hatred, self confidence issues. Um, and mm. yeah i grew up with that yeah as well um i think it's it's very funny that that you and i are having this conversation today because it was only the other day that i was just thinking to myself that that there's only thin people on mm. instagram it mm. seems to me there's only thin people everywhere unless you you have the odd comedian who's allowed to be fat mm. Right, um, but in society, that's that's not the case, mm. right? You're at, you're probably average size, and and mm. I'm average size. Mm. Like if you lined everyone yeah. up, yeah, we'd be in the middle. Yeah, right. We're in the middle. We're not obese. No, and we're not twig thin. No, exactly. Yeah. Right, but also, it doesn't actually define your life. People think mm. it does, and I did for a long time. Mm. I felt like my life would be much better if I was thin but actually I've had an amazing life mm. and I still have an amazing life you know we as women we're in a great country and we've got a lot of freedom and we've mm. got a lot of opportunities mm. but also being big didn't affect my career it didn't affect me marrying a good-looking man mm. <laughs> or you know a decent man actually forget the looks <laughs> A yeah. decent person, yeah. or it didn't affect me being a. It didn't affect me attracting the opposite sex, or you know, it didn't affect me having good friends. It didn't affect me being able to travel the world. It didn't affect, but it took me I don't know twenty years, maybe more, to realize 
shit, it didn't affect me. Yeah. They told me it was going to affect me. They told me it was bad. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so much bullshit out there about weight. There's so much bullshit out there about health as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm stronger and healthier than a lot of women yeah. my age. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just being thin doesn't make you healthy. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're growing up in it when the media is every second day, oh, people are obese, this is going to happen. Yeah. If you're fat, yeah. you're going to die. Da, da, da. Yeah. Skinny people die too. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> and I think I kind of hit the realisation that if I place my value on a number, I was never going to be happy. No, exactly. Um, because even if that number went down, it still wouldn't have been low enough for me. But also, um, we were joking earlier that we were watching Love Island. Mm. We might have watched Love Island. I've been watching the American one. I've watched the UK one. I haven't UK watched one's the... so much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, just, they're just funnier. <laughs> they're funny. And the guy, the <laughs> yes. commentator, he's oh, hilarious. He's fantastic, yeah. But I watch it. I watch it because I'm always interested in society and I want to see what they're doing and what they're saying and what they value and all the rest of it. But what cracks me up is because having grown up thinking that you never fit in because you're a bigger girl, right? Mm. There's something wrong with you and Mm. you'll never be accepted. Yeah. And then you see all these girls who have beautiful bodies, absolutely perfect bodies, nothing that they need to do. And, and most of them, they're born that way. It's not mm-hmm. like they started round yeah. like us. Yeah. They didn't start round and then became thin. Mm-hmm. They were always like that, you know. It's not like, you know, like Mel B does the ads for... Yeah. Yeah, but Wait, that was after she was pregnant, mm-hmm. right? It's not mm-hmm. like she used to be fat. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, she lost weight, but half of that was a baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off with your bullshit ads. Yeah. But, you know, that's the sort of thing. But what cracks me up about Love Island is, and this is what you've really got to get into your mind, is that doesn't give them anything. Mm. That body doesn't guarantee them a decent man. Actually, from what I've seen, it has the opposite effect. Mm. It, it tends to attract men who only want a woman to look good. Yeah. Right? It sort of has the opposite effect. Mm. And they also don't... They concentrate so much on what how they look. They sort of don't know how to engage with other people mm. really well. Mm. They're not necessarily interested in other people. And they're not developing their personality in other ways. Like they're, So they're very one-dimensional and not very interesting. Mm. And a dime a dozen. Mm. They're all similar. When really what you... I'm not saying be fat to stand out. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying... Work with what you've got. Yeah. But beauty is not everything. And beauty, if it's your career, like if you're an actress or something, that's fine, right? Mm. Of course they've got to look after that and make sure they do it because that's part of their career. But for anyone else, what's it actually going to get you? Because there's always going to be someone younger and prettier Mm. and thinner. There's always going to be someone with a better body come along. Does that mean that, oh, okay... Because that's what we're saying. If the body is everything, then once we see a better body, okay, that you're out, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that how it works? Like, mm-hmm. If that's how we're valuing it, it's only going to get old. And it's not good when they get old, trust me. These body things, like, where, where are the new ones? <laughs> I need a new one. <laughs> at least I haven't started shrinking yet. Like, well, it would be nice to shrink that way. 
But I, I haven't started shrinking in my height yet. Mm. But, you know, like everyone gets old, right? So mm. if you're whole, you know, like what does actually having a perfect body get you? Yeah. That's what people don't un- unpick enough. And what's the process of getting that perfect body? Because yeah. to me it's just miserable. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to get it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And neither yeah. can I. Like, our frames aren't like that. I'm five foot two, fuck's sake. If I was, like, five foot 12 and stretched out, I'd have a great body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just need to be stretched. But, but we shouldn't be valuing people. We don't actually don't value other people by their bodies, mm. right? We don't. Your friends, you don't pick them because of their bodies. No. You don't pick them because of what they look like in their clothes or without their clothes mm. or whatever, right? Mm. You don't, that's not how you pick them. So they're not picking you based on your body. Yeah. And others, that's what you've got to remember mm. is that think about what we love in people, mm. why we love people. I mean, of course we get attracted to people because of how they look like initially. Yeah. But... It's just only going to go so far for so long. Exactly, exactly. You know, I've said, I've said this before, but if you meet, you know, a hot guy or a hot girl, and then they start talking, they're an idiot. Or even if you meet a fat person, right, and they start talking, they're an idiot. It's done. It's not going to work. Yeah. But you still, I still want to get back to reminding people that everybody likes something different. Mm. So this whole you know, model of people that people are trying to become or are becoming like the only way is Essex. Oh, God. I keep bringing that up. I'm promoting this show, obviously. But <laughs> but sometimes I'm watching I'm like, which blonde one is she? Mm-hmm. Like, because exa- they're all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But it's not getting them anything. Mm-hmm. None of I mean, it's a TV show. I shouldn't be basing it on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't guarantee you anything. It, yeah. I suppose is my biggest message. Mm. Having that body, which we all think that, what it does guarantee you one thing. It guarantees that you can walk into a shop and not feel like an alien. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's a nasty feeling. That's what you and I yeah. miss out on. Yeah. Right. And all you retailers out there, get your fucking act together. It's just one or two more sizes you just need to add on the exactly. top and everyone's happy. One or two more sizes. And, and on the bottom as well. Like I yep. have friends who can't find clothes yep. because their body is naturally the size that they exactly. are. Exactly. One or two sizes. We have money to spend. Mm-hmm. And think about it. If we're a little bit insecure about our body, we'll be buying more clothes. <laughs> I probably have more clothes than most people alive. It's just common sense. It really is. It's business, people. You keep opening these shops, like up up of the local area. Mm-hmm. They open shops all the time and they keep closing them because mm-hmm. there's not enough skinny people. <laughs> Well, there's not enough people that fit into those four sizes, and those sizes are only an inch apart. Yeah. Anyhow, like there's really not a big difference in them. Yeah. Or I think we've got the whole sizing thing wrong. Mm. But stop making people feel like they don't belong in society, because that's so how that's we a feel. Horrible, horrible feeling. Yes. To feel to feel so excited to go out and find something, and then to come back absolutely crushed and hating yourself. Yes. Like. And feeling that you're like not normal and you're not valued and yeah. And you are. Yeah. Exactly. But it makes you feel like you you don't belong. Mm. And and that has to change. Yeah. In England and in America, you could get whatever you need, right? That they have made that change. Mm. In Australia they haven't made the change yet and they need to make that Mm. change. Because it's horrible to go in with my friends and they're all 
finding beautiful things and I want to shop at the same place they do because they've got kick-ass clothes like yeah. they're really cool stuff yeah. and you will look good in them yeah. too it's yeah. not like you won't look good yeah. in them and then just to be the only person standing there who can't find anything yeah like, that sucks that, it sucks uh, yeah it's and they don't, it's discrimination also mm. interestingly Nike just I read an article about Nike because there was this whole thing about their plus size clothes mm. and plus size mannequin that people were freaking out about oh well you know if you want everyone to be skinny let them exercise you fuckers <laughs> excuse my language but you know oh no they're not allowed to have exercise gear they're only allowed to like wrap, they them, have to magically wrap them up in glad wrap or something and then they can exercise but they're not allowed to wear nike to whatever anyhow but nike's plus size or their business increased over 300 mm. percent something ridiculous right mm. Because there is a market there. Absolutely. There's a market there and people want to wear them and people look good in them. Mm. And stop discriminating. Actually, they called it the inclusive line. Right. And the fact that we have to call it inclusive. Label it something else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm. Inclusive. So, wow, we're inclusive now. <laughs> we're included now. People don't realize that. There's a lot of people out there talking about healthy at any size, mm. which is very important because a lot of the information out there is is all about, you know, health and about if you're yeah. fat, you're unhealthy, yeah. which is bullshit. And so it makes people who are thin feel like that they're healthy mm-hmm. when they're not necessarily healthy. Yeah. You're um, not my doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't make a value judgment looking at me just with your eyes no like no exactly it just it really frustrates me yes and that people think that because they're concerned about your quote unquote health that that gives them a reason to be able to criticize you and to be able to give you unsolicited advice yes like and because they've they've been your size Mm. and they've lost Mm. weight have they oh no they haven't right like you're not my doctor no but also you're healthy right like Mm. so you don't know how often i exercise like you don't know exactly my mental health my like spiritual health like let's talk about health in all those different aspects absolutely Mm. but also they don't realize that you know it's thin people who don't exercise die this is fact die at twice the rate as fat people who exercise right so of course and that makes sense if you actually think about it like just because you're naturally thin doesn't mean you're healthy. Mm. A lot of people are thin just because they only use alcohol. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> no, but it's it's a bit of both. We're not we're not trying to hate thin people Absolutely here. But imagine not. if if you were excluded. Imagine if you're a size ten and you went every time you went into a normal mm-hmm. shop, they had nothing for yep. you. They were twelve you were, or above. Yep, yep, because you're two. Yep, twelve and above. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're yep. excluded. Yeah, imagine you're what not that, normal. You're not normal. Yeah, imagine what that feels like. Mm-hmm. You can you can sit at a table with your friends. You can go on a plane with your friends. Yeah, you can do everything your friends do. You can go to university with your friends. Mm-hmm. But no, no, when you go to that shop, Can't. sorry, yep. you can you wait outside? Please? Can you go to the, the small sizes, the petite sizes? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go yeah over there for that special section? Yeah. Actually, one of my friends has a podcast, 
podcast with the fuck. You gotta listen to her. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. She's a bigger girl. She's like, I'm sick of fucking shopping and going into a shop and having to look at the accessories only. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How many pairs of How earrings many bags can I buy? <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny. I did the same thing myself yesterday. I was in mm. Kirribilli in this beautiful little shop. Mm. And I went straight and looked at the accessories. I, I was going to look at the clothes and I'm thinking, oh. It's not worth it. You know, like, and I thought big boobs were in fashion. Why can't these clothes get over these boobs? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyhow, we've sort of bashed that a lot. <laughs> but it's hard because there's... There's going to be days when you you don't like yourself, right? Yeah. But thin people have that as well. Mm. They absolutely have that. Mm. And they'll they'll just think it's something else, right? They Mm. might think it's their hair. They might think it's their face. They might think it's their skin Mm. or something else. I think everybody sort of has something that's like not working for them. Yeah. So just think of it as that and... But then realize that people love you for who you are. They love you for your soul. They love mm. you for what's inside. Mm. We do the best with what we got on the outside. Absolutely. Mm. You know, mm. do the best we can and don't hide it. Mm. Like I love when you see, I worked with a, a bigger woman years ago in London who just wear like this fabulous yeah. red shirt. Yeah. She, she was just, a, and she was an amazing woman. Mm. And I, I just took her as a role model. Yeah. And that's what you can find on Instagram. Like there's a huge body positive, like plus size community. And that's what I've replaced everything with. And that now that I go onto social media, when I need that boost, like it's such a strange thing to say. No, that's good. I go on there when I don't feel like I can love myself and look at a whole bunch of people who are happy, who are successful, who have partners, who just love themselves and are, are okay with who they are and that there's a whole bunch of society out there who loves them too. Yeah, like, of course. I mean, it, I can't imagine anyone not loving you for a start, right? But I didn't know there was that whole body positivity side. on body positive community. But that tells you something, right? That mm-hmm. tells you that I haven't had to search it out, even though I'm a bigger woman, mm-hmm. because I've, I've lived long enough to know that it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't stop me from doing anything. Mm. People still loved me for who I was. Mm. So it really doesn't. They'll try and tell you your whole life it matters, but it doesn't. Mm. And being a skinny, beautiful person doesn't mean you get everything you want. Yeah. It doesn't mean life works out exactly. Life doesn't work out exactly for anyone. Mm. So they still have same struggles. And when we're going into shops that don't have anything for us, they're losing that money. Yeah. And they won't be open for very long, you know. Or the, you know, I think it's fine if, you know, certain designers only want to put things on skinny people. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'll buy you handbags instead or something, you know. I mean, that's almost fine. But generally, general sort of stuff that's out there yeah. should definitely cater for the market. Go and have a look at the market, people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny when I was watching Love Island, mm. going back to the beautiful people, um, <laughs> one of the girls was, this is the American one, mm. one of the girls was saying, oh, I haven't actually had a relationship, but I've had situationships. Mm-hmm. I just had to get that into the podcast. <laughs> situationships, <laughs> what, which we used to call one night stands, right. <laughs> right. but now they're situationships, which I love that. Because maybe it didn't happen in the night. Who knows? You know? mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you got to have another name. But they can't. Um, they're not. They're really struggling making meaningful relationships mm. in a way. And I think that's that whole Instagram era in a way. And it's not the social media. So it's good that you said mm. um, it's not. Like when people say it's social media, it's not social media. It's the people on it. Yeah. It's like when people are like, oh, I'm not on Facebook anymore. It's so uncool. Or well, they don't say it's so uncool. It's yeah. like I'm following everyone else. Mm. Um, but the way I look at it is like, this is a fucking free platform that mm. allows me to see what my friends are doing. I've got a lot of friends in the UK. This keeps me in contact. Yeah. And it's free. And, you know, I like that. Mm. You know, I didn't have to create it myself. Mm. So there's a lot of plus in it. Yeah. There's a lot of good things in it. Yeah. And they keep trying to make it better for us and listening to our needs. Mm. A lot of good things for it. Um, who we follow, that's our decision. Yeah. And whether the people that we follow, we take that on as the normal and the our desire and that kind yeah. of thing that's social media doesn't do that to us it's society as a whole and our own attitudes about exactly who we are and what we value exactly and just because everybody else is following certain people doesn't mean we mm. have to mm. how do you pick your who you follow and how would you pick it um oh i don't know i feel like i have obsessions like yeah. I love fish so I'm following a lot of fish pages <laughs> and I love cooking so I'm following like cupcake decorating pages and I love resin works so I'm following resin artists ah. and then like if I'm feeling really down about myself then I'll go and I'll find another body positive person who I can follow for inspiration and advice and things um, so I'm it, interested in the fish because yeah. you know I seem to be following dogs and monkeys <laughs> or whatever like Fish. Yeah, no, and there's I love fish, fish on Instagram. Oh, huge community. Like, <laughs> just insane little tiny microcosms of society that you never knew existed. Yeah, wow. Um, That's all interesting. Out there. Yeah. Something for everyone. So you just go in and find what you like. Yeah, I just search it up on the explore page and then follow a whole bunch <laughs> of accounts and my whole feed changes. Yeah. Going back to um, the body image, because. Mm-hmm. Do you talk to your friends about that? Um, yeah. And I think each of us have struggled in our own ways. Um, and we all have different experiences. We all have different body types. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to look at it from different sides of the coin. Yeah. Like, um, no, it's something we do talk about, not all the time, because you know who mm. needs to talk about your bodies all the time when you can no, talk about other stuff it's boring but no it's nice to have a group of people like who support me no matter what yeah like, they're the most encouraging people and the, that's the reason i've kept them around for so long is because yeah. if i try on a new dress or something they'll notice and they'll just hype me up so much yeah and it's it's about like who we are as individuals, not all being carbon copies of one another. Of course, and we're not robots, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got different genes, and it's like being born into a wealthy family, being born into a poor family, being born into a different country, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. right? Some of us have been born into these little chubby bodies. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> it's not, you know, it's sort of like, where's the dancer body I ordered? What is this <laughs> shit? You know, but you, <laughs> you've got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but we all embrace one another. Yeah. And that's the really important bit. Yeah, exactly. And we're way more than our bodies. Oh, absolutely. We're way more than our bodies. And we shouldn't judge people by that. Mm. 
Because I think that's the issue. Do you find that... I only realised recently, um, and this is talking to a dietitian who's all about health at any size, mm-hmm. right, that sometimes I wasn't eating in front of people. <laughs> and it's almost because you sort of... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll go out to dinner and that, but mm-hmm. it was a birthday party I'd gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying, oh, we're all getting something to eat now if you want to get something to eat now. Mm-hmm. And... And I was hungry and I didn't. Mm. And it was only later that I was like, why didn't I? And I'm thinking, because as a fat person, you don't want to eat in front of people because they think, oh, that's why you're fat, you're eating. Oh, my yeah. God, you're eating. Yeah. It's, it's okay that they're eating nachos and sour cream and whatever. It's mm-hmm. just whatever. But if you ate it, it'd be like, oh, that's why you're fat, mm-hmm. right? That's what we think. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they're not sitting there going, oh, my God, that fat person's yeah. eating. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's a whole nother, completely different realm of issues that I've had with food. Like, yeah. that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. You get what, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think we just have to be a little bit easier on ourselves. Mm. And it's like... Um, and realise not everyone's watching us all the time. Everyone's caught up in course. their own world so Everyone's much. Everyone's got that, their own worries. I always yeah. say that about people who don't want to go to the gym or something mm. or worry about what mm. they look. I'm like, please, have you seen them? Everyone they're else in, is looking at themselves. Yeah. I think everyone else is looking they're at them. They're in front of them. They're <laughs> making all those fucking crazy sounds, right? They're just... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing is to realise everybody has their own issues because mm. we look at other people's lives and we just see the good parts that we would yeah. like yeah. and we think, oh, if I had that, I'd, it'd be great, mm. you know. But, you know, accepting people for who they are and not judging because people don't know, like, you know, people don't know what you've been through. They don't know what operations you've mm. had. They don't mm. know if you've got foot injuries you've got whatever you know whatever's going on in your life Mm. people don't know the detail they're only looking on the outside Mm. but i think that's the same for us is to i think what you learn is that you don't judge just because somebody's beautiful that they're lucky Mm. in a way Mm. it's funny that i do pilates on a saturday and we're a motley crew um and all different ages But definitely a motley crew because normally we've started from an injury. It's a physio Pilates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But lately there's been this gorgeous, tall, blonde girl with a beautiful body. Mm. And none of us look like that. And we're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but but the longer she's there, the more – and she's very quiet. And we're all like running around hassling the physios as you do because <laughs> we, like we like to tease them. Um, and she's really quiet and, and I think it's hard and it just sort of always makes me realize it's, I feel like it's hard for her to join in. Yeah. You know, everyone has something is basically what I'm trying to say. Just because you have a perfect body doesn't mean life's going to take you where you want it to go. Yeah. Now let's go back to just quickly talking about. Where, where where you see your life in the future. Mm. Um, I want you to look past, I want you to think of yourself as, say, 60. Mm-hmm. And where are you? Where mm. are you? What's around you? Who's around you? What's what's happening when you're 60? I think we, we were talking about this as a group the other day. That oh, nice. we want to be able to 
be at someone's kitchen table at 60 with our husbands or wives, like like somewhere else and our kids running around somewhere and to be like, we made it. Like we're here, we've been through a crazy journey, but we're all here together. Yeah. And we're all like satisfied with where we've ended up. And the main thing is you still have each other. Absolutely. So that's great. I'm so happy that you guys have been thinking like mm, that. Mm. But that's that's the key to it, right? Because it doesn't matter, like, and through those years, people have had breakups, yeah. they've had marriages, yeah. they've had children, they've not been able to have children, yeah. they've had jobs, they've lost jobs, yeah. you know, they've had illnesses and whatever. It doesn't matter. They're the constant. The constant, mm. you, that you come together and you've got, because really that's what it's all about, mm. that you've got people that you can lean on, that you can love and hug and that are there for you and that you can laugh and have fun. Yeah. I like that future. Mm. That's a nice future. Should we finish it there? Sure. Let's finish it there. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>